a lot is how much is the right legal budget should I think about, right? So my advice is um, set up a proper budget. Do not be so uh, flimsy on that side because at the end of the day, this is uh, laying down the foundation and structure of your company and putting the right protection slash barriers. So that is what I would um, advise to a number of founders at the onset of the company formation stage. I, I couldn't agree more, Jenny. Brett, do you have anything to add on this? No, I'll, I'll just tag on to the fact that, the, that, that IP is usually the big issue, especially obviously for a tech company. And uh, so Jenny mentioned CAII, which is confidential, confidentiality agreement and invention assignment, meaning who's going to own the intellectual property that's produced. Hugely important issue. Um, and then, you know, I always tell, so especially in Silicon Valley, most startups begin as a side project while you're working for somebody else, right? And so I always tell entrepreneurs, you know, first thing you do is check your employment agreement with your current employer, because probably the IP that you're producing uh, during work hours belongs to the employer. And so, you know, don't make the rookie mistake of writing code on the company laptop uh, for your new startup, because that probably technically then belongs to your employer. So again, it all be, for me, it begins with kind of thinking about these IP issues early on and making sure that you've got documents in place that make it really clear who, who owns the IP. A lot of times people will do their initial application development by hiring somebody on, on Fiverr or, or on Upwork, right? Again, make sure that the IP rights are clearly, clearly defined in that agreement. Otherwise, some random person on Fiverr is gonna say that they own the intellectual property for your startup. <laughs> yeah, definitely a pitfall to avoid. Um, those are all really great points. Thank, thank you, everyone. Um, I think another common question that comes up, and maybe this is more pertinent in the third party commercial contracting arrangements, and I'm going to throw this one to you, Louie, is, you know, can't we want to save money. Can we just copy another company's commercial agreement, terms of use, and just, you know, co-opt it as our own? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, that's a great question, Catherine. And, and um, one of the, the theses behind our, our, uh, our firm is that startups need legal counsel the most when they have the least amount of resources. That's at startup and at formation stage. And, and that's when you're putting everything together and where, where the mistakes can be the most severe. And so uh, it, it really pays to work with somebody that uh, is going to take your phone calls that's, that, and that's going to, as Jenny points out, uh, work within your budget in a predictable, repeatable, scalable fashion, uh, which is a problem that we're trying to solve at, at L2 Council. Um, oftentimes people will, will think that, uh, you know, they learned in Y Combinator or some other place that they can just copy somebody else's contract or somebody else's privacy policy and boom, put it on their website and they've checked the box and solved the problem. And well, that might get you 10% uh, of the way there, 90% of the way there. If you don't consult with somebody who knows what they're doing, uh, you, you, you might uh, really cause harm to your business. And it, it doesn't take a whole lot of time or resources to engage uh, with hope your, your trusted counsel who can say thumbs up or thumbs down or can take a quick look at it and, and tailor it. 
Uh, and, I, and I think it's also an ongoing conversation, Catherine, as what you do at, at formation, which is just good enough. Remember, uh, perfect is the enemy of the good. Uh, uh, it, it often will need to evolve um, when you get to the next kind of milestone in, in your development. Jenny, what, what's your experience? 